Good morning, Nachum. Good air of Yom Tov, everybody. I'm sure, first of all, I hope that your Yom Tov heretofore has been very meaningful. The fact that all, so many of us, including myself, had a very different Seder, that I, myself and my wife, made it meaningful. That was our task to do, and I hope that everybody did just that. And now is hard to believe we're approaching the last days of Pesach. Just one or two words of introduction before we talk about Shvishel Pesach. And that is, number one, let's start immediately after Yom Tov. And that is that one has to be careful immediately after Yom Tov, meaning the first week or weeks, where they're buying their chametz, if they're buying their chametz from a place where the chametz was sold in the warehouse, or not, please consult your local Rav for direction on this. But beyond that, let me take this moment to use it to encourage people to support their local kosher groceries. That even though on certain things they cannot compete with the much larger chains, understand, if you're going to go in there only for a few items that you can't get at a larger place, unfortunately, and everybody is hurting now anyway, now is the time and it's, forgive me, even a little bit of your stucca, and that way we maintain the integrity of the community which needs these local um, kosher supermarkets and kosher facilities as well. Support the local uh, merchants. That's number one. Number two, if remember to consult with your rav and find out when you can use the chametz that you sold to him prior to Yom Tov, give him at least 45 minutes after Yom Tov to renegotiate with the non-Jew, and then you can probably come to use, you know, that uh, chametz. Okay, good. Before, yes, before we talk about Shvi Shal Pesach, this coming Thursday, Achron Shal Pesach, we recite Yizkor. Now, it's important for people to know the following. Since our Bote Knesios, our synagogues, have been closed, and I'm going to cry, because it's been already five Shabbatot, five Shabbos, five weeks that our synagogues have been closed, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, because this is our response. We want to say, with a minion. We want to answer Kedusha with a minion. We want the Kohanim to get up in Duchen on Yom Tov with a minion. It's so hard for me to say this, but Hashem has other plans. And we accept His other plan. So we don't say Kaddish at home alone. That is a fact. Kaddish 
Kedusha, Dvarim Shebekedusha, require a minion. But there are many prayers that are so near and dear to us, including Yiskor, that you should know, my friends, should not, or does not, excuse me, require a minion. So what does that mean? It means you can say Yiskor at home. Let me tell you something. There's no question that saying Yiskor in the synagogue with others and just the milieu of the synagogue at that time certainly helps us to connect. It's certainly a better, desirable atmosphere and an environment. And please God, the Shana Abba, we will be reciting it in Bote Knesios back in the synagogue. And the next Yom Tov, not even Shana Shvuos, second day, Haboa Leno Litova. But what is Yiskor? Yiskor is that we stop and we reflect upon those who are not here. And if you ask me, wait a minute, why would our rabbis want us to end the Yom Tov on a sad note by remembering our loved ones? And I really believe that that's not the case. That by remembering our loved ones, it is not to evoke sadness and sorrow within each of us, but forgive me, just the opposite. Behold, Overdor, in every generation, we recited at the Pesach Seder just last week. As if he, each one of us personally left Egypt. And we pass this on to our children and our children until you and me today. And that's how we end the Yom Tov. Each one of us has personal stories where your parents come from, where your grandparents come from. They might come from Morocco. They might come from Latvia. They come from all over the world. Each one has their own story of survival. Survival is the miracle of the Jewish people. And that is what we remember at Yiskor. And basically, I'm going to tell you a secret. Tell me about the Kaddish, which requires a minion. The Kaddish doesn't say anywhere the name of the deceased. It doesn't say this is on behalf of the deceased. So what's the Kaddish all about? Basically, the deceased helped make this world a better world. And therefore, now that they're not here, there's a void. The children come forward and they say, we will try our best to, quote, step up to the plate and to fill the void that our parents left when they left this world. And therefore, Yiskadal v'Yiskadash, may God's name be great. I am saying to you that this year, I and so many of you who are listening will be reciting Yiskor at home. Take a moment to talk to your parents. Take a moment 
to talk to your grandparents, to your teachers, to those who helped form and fashion your religious growth and development. I can only tell you something. We don't know what's going on with this literal, total shutdown of the world. But they do. Our parents who are in Ganeiden, what it means to be in Ganeiden, I really believe means that the neshama, their soul, which lives on, is in close proximity of Hashem, and they understand what's going on. What we can't yet understand, they do. Talk to them at Yiskar. It's fine to cry and to tell them we miss them. But on the other hand, tell them, you're giving them nachas, that we are following in their ways. And that is so significant. Okay, let's try to put our finger on something very significant regarding Shvi Shal Pesach. So we know that, please God, tomorrow morning, on Shvi Shal Pesach, this is the morning that we relive Kriyas Yamsuf. We relive the miraculous um, division of the Yamsuf, the splitting of the Yamsuf into 12 lanes so each tribe had its own. There was no CNN in the world, but they didn't, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need a CNN. What did he do? He did it that every mother giving their baby a bathtub, forgive me, in the shissel, in a little bathtub, every mother had the water in that tub split. So that when the husband came home, the father said, hey, anything new today? Anything new? You're not going to believe it. And her neighbor next door and the one around the corner, it happened by me, it happened by me. This couldn't be a chance thing. It happened in the whole... Hashem showed the whole world. Now this is such an amazing thing. One more before we get started. Do you know what happened at Kriyas Yamsuf? The Torah introduces Kriyas Yamsuf with the psukim that tell us the following. Vayar Yisrael es Mitzrayim meis asfas hayom. The next to the last verse in chapter 14. Uz Yashir is already chapter 15. What is the Torah telling us here? That Israel saw the people of Mitzrayim dead by the shore. Why? Rashi says, why did Hashem do this additional miracle, spitting them out? They drowned. Let them drown. Let them stay there. No. Lest B'nai Yisrael think that, oy, 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 just as we got out on this side, they're getting out on the other side, so Hashem had them washed ashore. Now hold on to your hats. What I'm going to tell you now is nothing less than incredible. Hashem washed them ashore. What didn't you understand? Just listen. Let me just turn the dial one bit higher. Do you know how Hashem washed them ashore? Hashem 
delivered to each Jew who had been oppressed in Egypt. You were a slave in Egypt. You were oppressed. You were beaten by your master. Guess what? Hashem, there was personal delivery. Hashem washed up on the shore. That Egyptian who had beaten you was washed up and dead in front of you. Think about it for a minute. There are 600,000 men. It, it blows the mind that there was this kind of personalized deliverance. We can go on and on and speak about the miracles of the fruit trees that Hashem provided, that in case somebody was hungry as they crossed the Yamsuf, and take a look at your feet. They were dry. You would imagine, okay, if it was a little bit muddy, who would have complained? They were dry. I can go on and on with the miracles. I'm going to go on with one incredible medrash. And in case you want to know where it is, Shmos Rabbah, chapter 21, at the end of, what's in the, yeah, towards the end of paragraph 5. Now, the medrash is addressing... Why do we have two parts of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? We celebrated Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on, come on, last uh, Thursday. That's the day we left. And now we celebrate again. Why? Why do we have to have two parts? The Medrash is so powerful. Watch this. Says the Medrash, Mushal. To what may it be compared? And this is Rabbi Shulman Levi speaking. There was a king that was traveling on the road. And a princess was yelling that, Save me from the robbers. The king heard and he saved. I'm translating to save time. After several days, the king said, Oh, this princess... I'm interested. Maybe we can date, and maybe, who knows, we can, I can marry her. So what did he do? The king wanted to speak to her, but guess what? She didn't want to speak to him. So what did he do? The king caused other robbers to, quote, attack her, and she calls out again, and you got it. The king heard, and he comes and rescues her, and now she's willing to talk to him. And the rest, as they say, is history. Watch this, says the Medrash. Kach, so too, Yisrael, the Jewish people. Kishahoyu b'Mitzrayim, when they were in Egypt. Fahoyu mishabdim b'hem, when the Egyptians put the screws on and made it very bad for the Jewish people. Hischilu so akin, the Jewish people cried out to God and they looked heavenward. And guess what? Hashem came and brings Moshe to the burning bush and the rest, as we say, is history. But now, watch this. He takes us out of Mitzrayim last Thursday. And what did he want? He wanted to hear our voices of thanksgiving the same way that we cried out, Help, help! And guess what? Veloha Yurotsin. We were like that princess. We didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, thank you. That's the best you can do. Thank you for what he had done unbelievably. Ma'osah, what did Hashem do? 
Gira leparo. Hashem caused Paro to run after Bnei Yisrael, as it says, Ufaro ekriv, because Paro came, then, Vayitzaku Bnei Yisrael es Hashem. Ah, oh, but also sure, here's the punchline. At that moment, Omer HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said, Lekach hoyisi mevakish l'shmoa kochem. This is what I wanted. I wanted to hear your voices. Incredible. The Medrash is teaching us such a powerful idea that often a tzara is put on the person for the person's benefit that he's going to daven. And when one davens, it's not simply that you connect, but you can dig into yourself those deep recesses of your potential connection with Hashem. The whole Kriyas Yamsuf came about because we had not daven to Hashem properly. I am not suggesting anything. But if you'd like, as I personally think you should, make the correction connection. I'm not a prophet. And I'm not scolding. I'm talking to myself and anybody that wishes to listen. I can't explain why we have the corona. I told you when you say Yiskar, your parents and grandparents know. But in keeping with this Medrash, it's clear that your davening at home can't be like your davening in shul. It's got to be slower. It's got to be longer. It's got to be with meaning. And look in the English or any other translation that you understand every prayer and speak out loud and say the Shemona Esri out loud. It's an opportunity for personal relationship with Hashem. And just as we began last week and we spoke about the personal miracles that Hashem brought for Klai Yisrael then, so too we have the personal miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf and Hashem washing ashore the um, Ma- the taskmasters and those who had been our capital, small M masters in Mitzrayim, that they are the ones that were washed up by us. Let me just close with the Torah for this coming Thursday, Achron Shel Pesach. After the introductory three. Psukim, you have the Yotza Choter Mikeza Yishai. This is the book of Yeshayahu Isaiah, the beginning of chapter 11. It's not Yudin, it's the Novi Yeshayah who is promising us, strong word. I didn't say suggesting, I didn't say ish, I said promising. And if there's a stronger word, let me know. I quote in the English, a staff will grow from the stump of Yishai, that's David's father, and a shoot will sprout from his roots. And the spirit of Hashem will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding a spirit of counsel and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of Hashem. 
My friends, Ani Mamin Bemuna Shlema. I believe with perfect faith. Bivias Hamashiach that there will be a Mashiach. The Haftorah for Shabbos HaGadol was a promise from the Navi Malachai, Hinei Anochi, Sholeach Lachem Meselio Anavi, and we end the Yom Tov with a promise from the Navi, Yeshaya, V'yotzah Choter, Migezer Yishai. I take this opportunity to wish Nachum and his family a wonderful Yom Tov. Thank you for this very special opportunity of learning and growing together. I take this opportunity of issuing everyone a continual just dig a little deeper. And guess what? Help is on the way. A good Yom Tov to all.